Welcome to Beyond the Sales Floor. I'm your host, Morgan J. Ingram. And what we're going to be doing is unveiling and unpacking sales playbooks from enterprise sales leaders. So I had a chance to chop it up with Grace from Databricks on this episode. And the the thing that stood out to me, and you're going to laugh about it because I called it out, is she is over the healthcare, life sciences, financial services, and public sector. If you've been in outbound for a while, you know this is the most difficult industry to prospect it to. I was like, are you are you crazy? Uh, but no, she said this is what she started off with, and it just so happened that she's able to prospect into it. So she's hit over 100% of our numbers uh, prospecting into this, and she even breaks down what the skills and traits she looks for to make sure that her 30, 60, 90 plan for her reps are on point. So dive in this episode. You don't want to miss out. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Beyond the Sales Floor. Uh, this is where we talk to enterprise sales leaders and get an understanding of what's their playbook, what are they doing so that you can take this information and go implement it with your teams in this crazy tough market that we're in. And today's guest is Grace, but Grace can introduce herself way better than I can. So Grace, tell us a little bit more about yourself uh, as we get into this episode. For sure. So I'm Grace. Um, I um, am a director of sales development at Databricks. I started off my career actually in the nonprofit space. Um, I went to UC Berkeley and being a do-gooder was kind of like what I thought I wanted to be all about. Um, did that for a couple of years, realized I needed to support myself, make some money. Um, mm -hmm. And that's how I found sales. I think that's how a lot of people find sales. Um, and I found myself as a BDR in the data and AI world. Um, Initially wanted to go be an AE, but as I started helping my peers, writing sequences, um, I really enjoyed creating like the content that the team would run on. I loved the hiring process. So um, I switched tracks and got promoted into management there. Um, from there, I came over to Databricks where I've been for the last four years, managing uh, a number of different teams from commercial and startups uh, to strategic enterprise. Um, and then I recently moved into second line about a, not a year ago, about six months ago, uh, and have about you know 30 BDRs under me focused on what we call regulated industries. So healthcare, life sciences, financial services, public sector. So like anything where the government regulates their business, all of that is under me. Awesome. Well, great stuff. We're going to dive into it now. Uh, I have a question that is kind of random. But I bet you said you said that you in, enjoyed writing the sequences. Most people don't say that. So so when did you realize your love for prospecting? Was it a certain email that you wrote when you got a response from a cold call? When did you realize it? Mm. Um, that's a great question. I think um, for me, I've always been a kind of creative person mm -hmm. and I'm really analytical. And so I like reading um, and I think when it was realizing, okay, I could just go on our customer stories page, read a case study and turn it into like a couple emails um, and a couple cold call talk tracks. And then all of a sudden I'm like hitting quota and making money. It just seemed, it honestly seemed too easy. <laughs> to yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, had, like, is this really a job? Yeah. Like I had come from nonprofits. I'd worn a lot of hats and I was like, wait, all I have to do here is like communicate, read something. <laughs> Say it back, <laughs> like there we go. <laughs> meetings, right? So, I think for me it was just, um, you know, I think it's also one of the reasons that BDR and SDR continues to be fun for me because uh, it's it's a pretty fast, like you're building something to you're getting a result, right? It's 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 a pretty fast uh, little hit of, of adrenaline there. 
Yeah, no, I mean, that's what it is. Uh, that's why <laughs> some people end up being SCR lifers. So let's go into this because of you, because of your experience, because you enjoy this, I'm very curious on your answer. What's an experiment you're running right now that you're excited about? Yeah. Um, so these days, I think at my level, we try not to run too many like per se experiments where you're going to potentially uh, throw a whole org out of out of whack and, and cause mm -hmm. a lot of whiplash. But what I will say is we are always trying new things um, and moving in the direction that we think like our customers and the company needs us to. So I think right now what I'm really excited about is uh, we are trying to get BDRs a little bit closer to a couple things. One is what is the help that BDRs can give in moving things further down the funnel? Um, so we've already sourced the deals. Um, how can we impact those getting further down the funnel um, and moving closer to close quicker? Um, how can we help grow the size of those deals? And then also um, one of the things about Databricks that is public information, so not giving away anything yeah. proprietary is, yeah, you know, we charge, by, we charge by commits and contracts, right? And we land deals. That's a lot of what our sellers are out there doing. But we also sell through consumption, like how much of our product are you using? Um, and so the really exciting for, thing for me that we're trying to figure out is, hey, how do we get BDRs closer to driving more usage of the product, which also brings us money, um, in addition to what we've always been doing, which is trying to source deals. Um, and so we're putting a lot in place that's pretty exciting, I would say, um, to support those efforts. No, I, I love that. I love that. So now I want to go into an overview of your team and your strategy. So you might have picked the three. <laughs> I don't know if you do this on purpose. You picked like the three hardest places to prospect, healthcare, financial services, and the public sector. What Was that on purpose? Like to say, I want to do the hardest industries the prospect to do? No, I'm just curious. Yeah, you know, um, what was funny is, like I said, so before Databricks, I've had one enterprise SaaS job mm -hmm. before this, right? And um, I was a BDR before I became a manager and those were actually my accounts. I was working a lot of East Coast heavy territory, so a lot of financial services, a lot of pharmaceuticals, insurers. So mm -hmm. that's what I do. I don't think I knew <laughs> that that was gonna be the tougher business. The reason yeah. that's all in one bucket is, um, I mean, they actually buy in the same way, right? Like when your business is under scrutiny from the government, um, the buying and selling process all goes through some sort of regulation, whether you know it or not. Um, and I don't know, I find it interesting. I think I always think, you know, the hard things are fun. <laughs> oh, no, clearly, I mean, you, you love the prospecting, you choose these industries. So, so talk to us about how do you focus and do your prospecting in these industries? I'm assuming it's probably different than the other ones. And what model are you running? Is it ABM? Is it a one-to-one? -one? Like what's going on here as you're looking to penetrate to these accounts? So um, the strategy we leverage, at least when I think about BDR strategy, um, we use outreach like most businesses out mm -hmm. there today. And I always think about, and this might just be because I was so recently frontline managing, I always think about outbound strategy in like what are the buckets that we're gonna create sequences in, right? Because that's that's what I want my BDRs out there executing on day in, day out. Um, when we first came up with these industries about a year and a half ago, um, I was the sole manager over all the like 20, 20 something BDRs yeah. in the team. Um, and so I actually had to build the playbooks from scratch. And to me, like the way my brain worked is you wanna be as relevant as you can to the person you're speaking to. Um, and at the same time, when you think about these industries, any industry has so much 
like not in common with each other from company to company that like, how do you find the biggest buckets? And so um, I'm a big believer in sub-vertical strategy. So we have all of our sequences, for example, not just targeting financial services, not just banks, but like, what about a consumer bank? What about a credit union? Um, what about a life insurer versus um, a, an auto insurer? Uh, and so that's how I've found and even structuring our teams um, around that type of emotion. That's how I found that we can get things out in mass, right? We're still using sequences, tons of automation in there. Um, but we can also be kind of hyper relevant to all of our um, to all of our prospects that we're talking to. On addition, on top of that, I would say we also add a um, I'm a big believer in persona based prospecting. Um, mm -hmm. So we combine like sub vertical with personas. Uh, then you're you're extremely relevant, right? Like you are now uh, all of our sequences are now targeted towards like I'm writing. Uh, I'm putting someone into a sequence that is a yep. data scientist at a life insurance company and we can get things out kind of at scale in that method. Um, so it's always about like bucketing and trying to find the most relevant um, message to the to the people that you're talking to at scale. And and when you're doing that at scale, how are you making sure that it is relevant? Is this like case studies that you're getting and you're putting it in there? Is this stuff that you guys already know? So you're putting it in the in the messaging. Like, how do you go about that? Yeah, I mean, we tend to find that the reasons people want to use data are going to be um, really concentrated in a couple of use cases per um, per type of account that we're going after, right? And so we structure all of our sequences that way. All of our enablement is kind of focused around the use cases. Um, so, for example, um, in the insurance industry, they might be trying to use data to figure out who is um going to potentially cost them too much money if they were to insure uh these people right um and so when we reference that as a use case all up and down our sequences and we train our bdrs and their cold call talk tracks to do that as well it remains pretty relevant and you can slice it even further with like okay let's talk to the risk person in the insurance company for example got it no because i i hear people say relevancy at scale and i'm always wondering okay like but how do you how do you know you're actually relevant versus just like yeah. you're saying that, but then it's just like you're still doing marketing spam. Totally. Um, that so so the question is if I'm hearing it right, it's like we think we're being relevant, but how do we know it's actually landing? Yeah, because and I and and you you explained it and you could go deeper, but I, I'm just saying it more as like a a thought, like for people listening in, they say they're doing I'm being relevant at scale, but it really actually isn't at all. It's straight oh like, for relevancy sure. yeah right and that's where i would say to your earlier point like abm and knowing your accounts really well does matter right because we can be reaching out to a specific person in a specific vertical and think this is what you want to work on and the account is completely focused on another thing that we can also do for you um and so I would say that the majority of our BDRs on the enterprise side are working not a ton of accounts at a time. And what they do spend a lot of their time researching so that they can customize and personalize is what are the business initiatives going on? Who have we spoken to? How can I read through like old opportunity notes and kind of piece together what's the actual story at the account? So it's like, yeah. we've got the industry knowledge and that's what we can enable you at scale. But as a BDR, and this is why like 
we're probably not getting replaced by robots anytime too soon <laughs> is <laughs> out there and do like the research, right? You got to comb through the Salesforce notes. Um, you got to read the 10 Ks uh, and all of those things. Yeah. Okay. So this is now that you mentioned, I have to know, do you think we'll ever get replaced or do you, or do you think it will happen? You're saying, okay, 10 years, 15, or you're like, nah, it never happens. It's never going to happen. This is such an active conversation we have at with our leadership at Databricks because <laughs> this is our it's business. So what's yeah, and, and, and this is our business, right? We, we automate and we uh, we 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 work on AI. Um, I will say this: like, I don't want to be the person to say that's never going to happen. But like, what I've seen so far, I mean, it takes a lot of massaging on ChatGPT <laughs> to produce a good email that anyone wants to respond to. So we're not there yet. Um, I don't know. I, I it's hard. It's hard for me to say that because I think. You know, data has to be trained on what somebody thinks is going to work. Um, and oftentimes when I see the things that like we're putting into the, the, you know, I'm sure you know this, like everyone's got a different opinion on how to write a good email. <laughs> and sometimes when I see these robots putting out, I'm like, whoever trained that robot. <laughs> <laughs> they, who, yeah, whoever trained all the robots in OpenAI had no sales experience. Zero. Exactly. <laughs> So until they figure that out, I, I do believe we're safe for now, uh, which then goes into the next piece, right? So you talked about ways that you're doing relevancy at scale. You're doing different industries to prospect into and get meetings. What's your qualification process, if you have one at all? Yeah. Um, so we, uh, and I don't know how many businesses out there operate off of like strict things like BANT yeah. um, or um where like our product is maybe a little different in some ways, right? It's it's a platform play. You're not selling like a solution, like a simple solution. Um, it is a really technical play and it's also emerging technology. So we don't necessarily qualify on really traditional points like budget because to be candid, like people don't have set budgets for data and AI, like they know they need to get there. And some of them will have an initiative around it, but they might not have carved out exactly like what that needs to look like. Um, and they, a lot of times our customers and prospects need help defining where they're actually trying to go. So we can't necessarily disqualify them um, if they don't really know what they need just yet either. Yeah, so sure. uh, so the thing that I always stress with my media is like, because the question of qualification is how do you not waste your AE's time, right? Like that's what we're ultimately trying to do. Um, for something as emerging as ours, uh, it's about finding pain, making sure it's a pain that we can solve. And then also trying to tie that pain in the enterprise businesses, at least to a company initiative, right? So that's how we know it's going to get funded. Um, and it's worth your AE's time because when it comes to data and AI, you can have a million pains. Um, they're not all important enough to actually put money behind, um, yeah. especially something that could risk, um, a CTO's reputation by, by throwing all their money into data and AI, right? So you got to know that it's tied to a company initiative and there's real business value behind it. So, okay. So every single rep needs to find the company initiative before it's getting there. Or are you just saying that's what that's, there needs to be at least some type of seed or a prompt to get there. It's more through the discovery process, right? Yeah. So um, of course, 
we try to go in as research and I'm saying like the best of our videos, not all of our videos are doing this. I mean, that's right? what I'm saying. Like on a cold call, like big company initiatives. I'm like, well, okay. Like, so, but we do, we do have our videos doing um, initial qualification um, outside of the cold call, right? So they'll cold call, then they'll Got do it. a qualification call. So we do have a little bit more time and then does introduce extra steps, which I think is debatable. Yeah. How, it's like 10, how 15 minutes. How long is the call? Usually 15 minutes, 15, 20, okay. sometimes 30. It depends on the person and their skill level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So so we can try to find those things out ahead of time, right? Like, uh, and we can go into the call saying like, hey, I read these for your business priorities. Tell me how you're using data, you know, against some of these priorities, right? And and we can get the prospects talking that way and, if, and try to draw a story that way. Um, if there's not a lot of information on online and how they're using data, it's also something that we can uncover through the discovery process and try to understand um, how it would affect their business if this didn't happen, right? And we try to size like, what's the business impact, right? So if it's just that like, you might get a slap on your wrist from your boss, that's probably not a business impacting uh, decision we're about to make here. But if it's something like, that's going to affect your customers, right? And, and your and your revenue um, in the next fiscal. If you don't get this fixed, then that's business impact. So we we try to train the BDRs to understand how to size the business impact. No, that makes that makes complete sense. And then you mentioned that you have your BDRs and and they have certain skill levels. Sounds like you're probably getting good BDRs because they have to run their own discovery, which is a whole other thing in itself. So when you're hiring. BDRs, SDRs, what are you looking for skill wise or maybe in just things that like most people would never look for? Very curious on that. So, you know, when I whenever I talk to other leaders about this, I don't think we're looking for anything necessarily that no one else is looking for. Um, yeah. We're looking for. But I think we index on things differently, probably. Um, so we're looking for hard workers and gritty people. I think everyone's looking for those motivated types, right? Uh, we're looking for um, coachable, for sure, can take feedback well. Uh, one thing we really index heavily on, some people call this organizational skills. I don't think I think of it that way. I think of it as like critical thinking um, and problem solving. Um, I think those are the kinds of skills that allow people to be able to do discovery, especially on a technical product or work in a business where things are changing um, all the time, right? Uh, and then I would say, just speaking ability. I know that I feel like <laughs> speaking like ability. <laughs> communication skills are like right. underrated as, yeah. as something that you just need to have as a baseline in this role. But I would say like one of the things that I index on really hard um, is critical thinking. So it's the difference between like we get a lot of people that I'm interviewing that have been BDRs before and I can tell you've done the job um, and you might have a lot of the right answers. But if I throw you like a slight curveball, I dig deeper and I can't see that like you can adapt to a more maybe like aggressive or faster or whatever it is I'm doing to try to throw you off, then that to me means, okay, you're not gonna be able to do that with a prospect either when the product's that complicated. Yeah, no, that, that makes, that makes. I mean, everything you said is what everyone is looking for. Yeah. I guess my question to you is what do you feel like is the, if you had to pick one thing, what is the most important to you? Mm. Like non-negotiable. Like if they don't have it, I don't, it doesn't matter how. Like oh, everyone's like oh, that person was great. You're like nope, I don't care. That's a great question. Um, 
so I'll caveat that, like, again, it's not like I wouldn't hire anyone that just had this either, right? Uh, but it is, it, it's absolutely drive, right? Like, I think you can have the smartest, most reflective, analytical people in the world that don't have drive or aren't self-motivated. And you just can't give that to somebody like that has to come from inside. Now, to caveat that with, if you, I have hired folks that were just like so driven, it sounded like, right. And then they got in and then they it's just, didn't far out. Up. yeah, they're like, they got me so excited on the interview and then they show up and they can't do like really basic problem solving. Right. Yeah, um, and like, no, and then, it's like, well, this isn't going to work either, but like you had a great attitude coming in. <laughs> so it's all, it's all different kinds of things, but you got to have drive. <laughs> got to have drive. Okay. So. Now the person has drive, you got the right rep, you want to put them through a 30, 60, 90. How do you think about this? Because the product that you have is very technical, right? You're dealing with data, you're dealing with AI, all different types of stuff than like a normal product. So how do you go about your 30, 60, 90? Are you leaning? I'm curious on this because like, are you leaning more on like product knowledge? Or are you like, because it's so technical, we actually don't want you to learn a lot. A lot of leaders have opinions on this. I'm of the mind that you need to get technical if you want to become an AE, right? At, right. at this company, yeah, true. Um, to be an SDR, you could probably an SDR BDR, like you can probably find a way to hit quota without being super technical. Uh, you're not going to be able to run your own discovery calls, which we ask you to do by like month three, if you don't get a little bit technical. So when I think about the first 30 days, I'm trying to teach the foundational skills uh, how, like, what does a cold call look like? What is a prospecting email? Um, how do you look at Salesforce? How do you prioritize your accounts? But I try to do all of that with practice in mind. And I'm not focusing a lot on the technical, to be honest. Um, yeah. I'm giving them some real basics, but I think at least this is how I've seen it. And I know it makes people nervous. It makes the BTRs nervous too. Uh, we can give you all of the videos and we can walk you through the product as much as you think you want, but it is just never going to be the same kind of training that you're going to get when you get on a phone with a prospect and you realize that didn't land. <laughs> right? right. Yeah. They're going to be like, what's going on? So, so I like learning by failure and I, I, I know this is like a nerve wracking way for people to learn, but like I equip you with just enough to feel comfortable, not to probably do great. And I like people getting on the phones at the end of their first week, if not the start of their second week, and just making tons of mistakes uh, early on. I know that makes people nervous because it's like, why are you doing that on live prospects? <laughs> uh, but I think that's the best way to learn. Like I, I'm, I'm hesitant to say that like we're ever going to destroy a deal by you know calling some low-level managers and just trying out the messaging. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably, probably. Unless you're doing something absolutely egregious, but probably. Not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll hear about that if it happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So no, I like that breakdown. And so as we go to the last question here, what is some advice that you have for people if they're looking to redefine? restructure their outbound strategy as we go into really 2024 it's right around the corner yeah um i think you know if you're looking to redefine your strategy here's what i'll always say uh if, if it's coming from a place of like hey i'm not we're not doing very well as a team as an org right. uh i always say like 
start with your hiring and just reviewing and making sure you have the right people in seat. Uh, and then with managers, I think it's working on the manager fundamentals. Like, do you know, or do all of your managers know how to look at data? If you're at a smaller company, you have to get scrappy and learn how to pull your own reports and dashes. Do you know how to use data to coach? Uh, when it comes to coaching, do you have like a fundamental philosophy around coaching and a structure and a rhythm for it? Or are you guys kind of just like shooting from the hip and it's all like every one-on-one's a conversation? So I guess the, the advice I would give is what I did when I was a struggling manager and I needed to kind of remake my whole team and build a couple teams from scratch. Yeah. Uh, there's so much free and paid information out there to educate yourself, that there's almost no excuse <laughs> to say like, no one's teaching me this and I can't do it. Um, I will say, I always give a shout out to Kevin Dorsey and all of the great stuff that he's put out. He has a really awesome Patreon group. I will say that like, that was my Bible when I was a BDR manager and I didn't know what I was doing. No one in the company kind of told me how to fix things. And I was like, let me just go out there and educate myself. Uh, I took, I would spend my nights and my weekends reading and watching uh, his courses and his webinars, uh, and then I would put it into action, and then that got me where I am today. So all credit to Katie. <laughs> hey, shout shout out to Katie, uh, good friend of mine as well. You know, he, he knows what he's talking about. So if you're not following him, you absolutely need to do that. And that wraps us up here on our show. Grace, thanks so much for taking the time and walking us through everything and what you're working on. And thanks to everyone else for listening in. Hopefully this was helpful for y'all. Hopefully you took some notes and going to actually go execute. And we'll see y'all in the next one.